Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Bettingangle.us, a free site. Folks, it's the day before. Anthony Joshua hops in the ring in a career existential fight. Right, Joshua himself has said, I'm going to quit if I lose this fight. <laughs> in other words, his career is at stake. And his opponent crossing the Atlantic for the second time in two fights is American Jermaine Franklin. Let's give an update on the fight. Joshua comes in weighing 10 pounds more than he did his last fight, and that was against a mobile opponent, Alexander Usyk. Franklin comes in weighing something like 22 pounds less than he did for his last fight. What's going on here? Let's talk about it, but first remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, in the world of make-believe, where odds don't matter, where all we're doing is showing up online and saying, I think this guy's going to win the fight. I expect Anthony Joshua to win this fight. Why? Because Joshua is the better athlete. Joshua is the better puncher. I believe Joshua is going to have to incorporate his back foot into what's going on here because I believe Jermaine Franklin is the better guy deep in the pocket. So I believe what Joshua has to do is he has to move a little bit like he did in the rematch against Andy Ruiz, right? He has a jab. He has to stick that jab. He has to move more than Dillian White did when he fought Jermaine Franklin. Right, so stick that jab, move. The fight is in Joshua's backyard. It's at the 0-2. Right, Joshua is with a new trainer. So Joshua doesn't want to come out and be kamikaze. Joshua wants to get the feel of the moment, the feel of his new corner. If Joshua comes out and Joshua dances a bit, Joshua make sure that he's landing a jab and setting it up. In other words, if Joshua fights this fight, like Errol Spence fought against Mikey Garcia, right? Back foot, have the guy walk into a jab, have the guy come to you, have the guy realize that his legs aren't as good as your legs. Have the guy realize that if he makes a mistake, you're the harder puncher. If Joshua fights that kind of intelligent fight, he should win. Right? That's the way I see it. So you can imagine. I'm a bit shocked that Joshua's coming in heavy. I thought, wow, if you're going to move a little bit, why would you come in 10 pounds heavier than you did against Usyk? That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, 
let me say this about Franklin. Right now, I think in the artificial world of let's just pick a winner, right? I think Joshua wins the fight. But I need for people to understand the odds matter. I need for people to further understand that Franklin is dangerous, right? Just understand, <clears throat> Franklin goes the distance with Dillian White. Now, Fabio Wardley on the undercard here, a fighter you need to watch. You need to watch his match against Michael Coffey, right? Fabio Wardley has trained with Joshua. He's trained with Fury. Right? He's trained with Usyk. Fabio Wardley gave an interview this week where he said, oh, the hardest puncher in the heavyweight division is Dillian White. Right? Dillian White's left hook startled Fabio Wardley. Understand, Wardley's trained with, again, in my opinion, the heir apparent, a guy I think beats both of these guys, Philippe Bergevic. Right? Wardley believed that Dillian White had the toughest punch. That left hook up front that Dillian White throws is no joke. Well, Jermaine Franklin went 12 rounds with Dillian White in the United Kingdom. And it shouldn't be a surprise because, understand, while his career has been protected, right, while he's had a lot of Rydell Bookers on his resume, right? Guys who are older, who, you know, uh, aren't in their primes. Understand that Jermaine Franklin did fight and beat Jerry Forrest, right? Understand Jermaine Franklin has a history. He won the silver medal and the 2013 Golden Gloves in the United States. And that's a big tournament. Then he followed that up in 2014 by winning the gold medal at the Golden Gloves. Right? This is a guy who showed incredible promise early on. Understand, promoters fight over young prospects who are doing things like winning Golden Gloves. Right, so this guy was promising, then got fed a steady diet of beatable opponents. Right, Jerry Forrest, for those who don't know, had Zhang Zhili in trouble. Zhang Zhili was trying to hold on to Jerry Forrest at the end of that fight. Forrest, of course, went the distance with Zhili. Right, Forrest got off the canvas three times early in that fight to go the distance with Geely. Just understand, Jermaine Franklin beat him. Franklin knows what he's doing deep in the pocket. He can counter with the best of them. While his head seems to be leaning over the pocket, you notice that it's a bit of an illusion because when you throw... Franklin's able to duck his head, block shots, and then counter you quickly, right? He's dangerous in the pocket. Let's just break this down. The point I'm making to you here 
is that while Joshua has the vastly better resume, while Joshua has been in the ring with Vladimir Klitschko, with Joseph Parker, right, both of whom have been heavyweight champion, right, with Alexander Usyk, who took the title from him, with Dillian White, right, just to understand Franklin doesn't have that level of experience, right? But what I want people to focus on here is the betting line. There's some bets that you have to take, even though in your heart you feel that the other guy is going to win the fight. Folks, boxing is highly competitive, highly competitive, Underdogs win fights. Wasn't Usyk an underdog against Joshua two fights ago? Right? Joshua, by the way, is on his third trainer. And look, I know he's hiring superstar trainers. He has Errol Spence's trainer here. Right? I think he's going to fight more of a Jamel Charlo style where he's outside, he's using athleticism, then he comes in with power shots, right? I believe that's what Josh was going to do more than an Errol Spence style, where Spence is crashing the pocket. Spence is trying to impose his size on you. Spence wants to knock you down. He wants to knock you out. He wants to say man down at the end of the fight, right? I believe Joshua... One of the most blessed punchers I've seen, right? He's blessed in both hands. I believe Joshua is going to highlight his boxing ability this fight, right? More than just brute strength. You don't hire a superstar trainer thinking you're just going to run across the ring and start trading with a guy who is very good in those situations, but here's what I don't understand. And if you're in a casino, you might not understand it either. Joshua is on his third trainer in his last three fights. Right? Joshua is coming off two losses. At the end of his last fight, Joshua had a mental breakdown. Grabs the mic starts comparing himself to some of the great heavyweights in history. Hey, player, slow your roll, <laughs> right? Slow the roll, right? Even if we thought you belong in a conversation with some of the greats in history, that's for the fans to decide. That's not for you to grab a mic after you've lost a fight to start talking about with the crowd while the winner is there waiting for his opportunity to celebrate his victory, to have the mic himself to connect with his fans, right, his fans who have come to the fight from a war-torn country. So I believe fans need to realize boxing is stressful. To put it diplomatically, Anthony Joshua is feeling the stress. Let me say this too. You have a whole group of fighters. Azuma Nelson was one of them. 
that didn't want to fight at home. Right? Because at home, you're dealing with family, you're dealing with friends, you're dealing with press buddies, you're dealing with local pressure. Right? On the road, you're in the other guy's backyard. If you trust your game, if you trust your tools, you're thinking, hey, let the other guy worry about the British press. <laughs> right? If I'm here in England, let the other guy deal with the tough questions from the press, right? Let the other guy deal with getting friends tickets, long-standing relationships with people, right? I get to be a deliberate stranger on the road, right? Jermaine Taylor, um, excuse me, Jermaine Franklin, not Jermaine Taylor, the guy who beat Bernard Hopkins. No, Jermaine Franklin... Um, can focus on boxing, folks. He's the outsider. He's at the O2. He understands he has to put on quite a show to take this out of the judges' hands. He understands he's fighting the home fighter. He's the away fighter. Now, for Anthony Joshua, oh, could you imagine the pressure? You have Eddie Hur for crying out loud saying, wow, you know, this really is a fight AJ must win. You have AJ saying, hey, if I don't win this fight, I quit. Now, how in a fight between two world-class opponents, right? Both of these guys deserve to be ranked. In a fight like this, how is it that I am getting greater than seven to one odds on Jermaine Franklin? Folks, that's ridiculous. Joshua's coming off two losses. It's not like Franklin showed up at the weigh-in smoking cigarettes looking out of shape. No, look at the weigh-in. He shows up He's in shape. You know, the guy is hungry. So when I first started talking about this fight, I thought, okay, what's Franklin going to be? Two to one underdog? Maybe. Maybe a three to one underdog. And understand, Franklin at three to one is compelling value. At a plus 740, 7.4 to one. In my opinion, he's the betting side of the play in a fight that I think Joshua's going to win. Now, here's where we get controversial. And I don't consider speculating on Franklin at a plus 740 to be controversial. I agree, Joshua should be favored, but not like this. Is there any other contender out there who you think Joshua would deserve these odds against. Right? Luis Ortiz, Andy Ruiz, go down the line. Zhang Zhili, Philly Bergovic. Folks, this line's ridiculous. For a fighter with his third trainer in three fights, coming off two losses, 
who just had a mental breakdown publicly. Who knows what's happening privately? Right? In the pocket. Believe it or not, while Joshua has the punching power advantage, I don't question that. He doesn't have the craftsmanship in the pocket that Jermaine Franklin has. Right? Joshua's advantage is going to require him to move around the ring, stick a jab, show us he's the athlete we think he is. Right now, let me just say this. Because of his trainer, Derek James, right? Superstar trainer who has expectations. Right? Understand, Derek James's guys are closers. If you're watching an Errol Spence fight and Errol Spence has a guy in trouble, like Joshua at Kubrat Pulev, you don't hear Derek James saying, hey, Spence, coast, <laughs> take some runs off. Let this guy off the hook here. Let's get in some runs. That's not the Derek James mindset. Derek James has Errol Spence closing the show. Right? Jamel Charlo, he gets in there. Derek James has Jamel Charlo closing the show. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there's a Sean Porter in there. I know there's a Brian Castano, the first fight in there, that make it the distance. Okay, sure. These guys have guys who slip through and go the distance. Unless your name's Arthur Perturbiev, everyone has guys who slip through. But understand, a guy with Joshua's punching power... Joshua's history, who hits guys and they're in serious trouble, right? I believe gone are the days of Kubrat Pulev, right? At one point, he's so badly hurt, he turns his back to Joshua. That's how badly hurt he is. Gone are the days of that guy getting off the hook <laughs> and then being able to actually hang several more rounds, those days are over, folks. Because of Derek James and Joshua's corner, I like the under seven and a half rounds. In other words, I think Joshua, with the extra weight, with the trainer who emphasizes closing, right? I'm expecting Joshua, if he gets Franklin hurt, and understand, Franklin doesn't hide in the ring. Franklin knows his meat and potatoes is in the pocket. Franklin is that rare fighter who wants to trade with Anthony Joshua. You're not going to see Franklin turning his back to Joshua or up on his toes trying to show you some back foot or having a lot of negative energy. No, no, that's not his game. He's here to trade with Anthony Joshua. So, I'm expecting Joshua, like Jamel Charlo, and let's remember, Erickson Lubin does not make it out of the first round. Jason Rosario starts to feel Jamel Charlo's power, could not handle Charlo body shots, falls in the middle of that fight. 
right? Beaten, gasping, right? I'm expecting Joshua with his tools, spectacular power in both hands, to lose some of his cautiousness if he gets Franklin hurt and to step on the gas. Let me tell you, I'm watching the Klitschko-Joshua fight. And Joshua drops Klitschko. It's a moment, right? Because there is Klitschko. Joshua doesn't get the knockout, but Joshua starts flashing a left hook that I would say is at least as good as the Dillian White left hook that Fabio Wardley has commented on. Right, the thing with Joshua is you notice in those moments that Joshua actually has some devastating tools. But this is a cautious fighter. He's not naturally aggressive like Errol Spence or George Foreman or Nigel Benn, right? If you're in the corner of those guys, you really don't have to say to Errol Spence, hey, Errol, be aggressive, right? No, no, he's in there being aggressive, even when he's dealing with a faster-handed guy like Cal Brook. With Anthony Joshua, you need to say, player, be aggressive, right? You've hurt the guy. Finish the guy. I believe because of the pressure on AJ, because AJ needs a statement win, because quite frankly, it's been some time. Because tickets were slow in selling when this first Jermaine Franklin AJ fight was announced, when they first went on sale, I believe AJ's going to try to make a statement. Now, he knows Jermaine Franklin is a master in the pocket, and he is, folks. Right? As you see him, you're going to see his head out there. You're going to say, oh, come on, take him out. Then you're going to notice this is the vet who, as you're throwing the punch, is leaning that head. Suddenly, you'll start to notice his hands. He has his hands up. You'll notice he's rolling with the punch, taking the sting out of it. You'll notice that he's countering you. It's a sequence where he blocks your shot as he's throwing his own. Jermaine Franklin is complicated in the pocket. But there's going to be a moment in this fight, I believe, where AJ lands a big shot. Well, you're going to notice some wiggle in Jermaine Franklin that you didn't notice in the Dillian White fight. Right? AJ is one of the hardest punchers in the heavyweight division. Blessed puncher. If he weren't a heavyweight, I would call him one of the hardest punchers pound for pound in the sport. I believe AJ is going to land that big shot. Let's remember, Andy Ruiz has a great chin. You might recall Andy getting so startled by the AJ shot that dropped him in the first fight that one of Andy's hands is literally under his body. Andy doesn't even have the time to brace for the fall. He doesn't have the time to put the hand down 
to brace for the fall. That's how sudden AJ could be. But you've got to pull it out of him. And because Jermaine Franklin is actually here to trade, I believe Franklin's going to pull it out of him. If AJ can't respond, and you and I understand the pressure of professional prize fighting, right? He's in the crowd. The UK is right now the center of the universe for heavyweight boxing. That's the bottom line, right? I'm expecting some other fighters to be there, right? Wardley's on the undercard. I wouldn't be surprised if Dillian White's there. I wouldn't be surprised if Tyson Fury is there. You got people from other lands fighting out of the UK these days. Joseph Parker might be there. Right, you're going to have guys there at the O2 watching this fight. And you can imagine if AJ comes out, Franklin has a punch, folks. He stunned Dillian White a few times with his punch in their fight. Franklin has a punch. One of the judges had that fight a draw for a reason. Right, if Franklin comes out and stuns AJ, and if AJ panics, in part because he has a new corner and he's fragile in the kind of way that has him grabbing the mic after a loss, after his last fight, right? If AJ suddenly gets thrown off and starts trading with Jermaine Franklin, I'm just telling you anything can happen. Let's remember that Klitschko fight I referenced, AJ's on the canvas. That Andy Ruiz fight I referenced, AJ's on the canvas multiple times. You might recall AJ, at one point, the referee, and I thought this was telling, says to him, walk to me. And let's just say AJ looked lethargic. This was a guy defending his heavyweight championship. Right? You got the feeling that AJ had so much pride that he knew he was badly hurt. And he thought to himself, is this worth it? Right? Very different than the guys we see in fights who are badly hurt. <laughs> and they're trying to bluff. They're trying to con the ref. Right? The ref says, walk to me. And the guy's staggering, but the guy's trying to look like he's ready to fight and stuff like, no, no, AJ, I get the feeling this is the talented guy who has some doubts about himself. Right? I guarantee you. Sonny Liston, when he lost to Ali and Liston was a big favorite, Liston was the champion going into their first fight, the thought probably never crossed his mind to grab the mic and to start talking, right? You want to see a tough guy, look at Usyk, who's getting dodged now. Let's be clear here. I'm going to give Tyson Fury hell until he fights Alexander Usyk, right? You look at Usyk and you understand this is a guy who's mentally tough. He's fought most of his big fights on the road. He has no expectation of having the crowd on his side. Right? He was in the Ukrainian army. He leaves the army to come fight, defend his title. 
in a heavyweight title match. Right? You look at guys like that and you understand they have more confidence than Anthony Joshua. Right? Don't let the size, don't let the weigh-in bravado fool you. Right? So, what I found with fighters like this, maybe he's found the right guy with Derek James. Right? Understand, James's guys stay with him a long time. Errol Spence has been with James a long time. They have a symbiotic relationship. Right? Spence knows James has his back. Right? But you and I know the way things are. You're Derek James or Robert Garcia. You have the best plans prepared. You've gone through training camp. You've talked with the fighter. Right? You know exactly what to expect. Right? You know Jermaine Franklin is going to come in. He's going to want to trade. He's going to want the fight to be in the pocket. He's savvy in the pocket. You know all that. A guy gets hit and suddenly... As Mike Tyson used to say, everyone has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. You had a fight, Jerry Forrest, an opponent Jermaine Franklin beat in the past, was in against Big Baby, right? And let's just say Big Baby had a plan, got hit by his own admission, that plan went out the window. Big Baby suddenly starts throwing an inordinate number of punches in the first round. Right? If the pressure gets to AJ, he's fighting at home. He's coming off two losses. He has a new trainer. If the pressure gets to AJ, and suddenly he finds himself trading with Jermaine Franklin, I'm just telling you, he tried that with Andy Ruiz. It did not work out that first fight. If AJ decides to stay in the pocket and trade with Jermaine Franklin, just understand that's Jermaine Franklin's game. It almost cost Dillian White. I'm taking the plus 740. I'll be the casino's Huckleberry, but I'll take the under seven and a half rounds. So if, as a hedge, right, I believe you're getting slightly less than even money on that. But I need for you to understand the risk involved. If this fight in AJ's backyard makes it past the halfway point of the eighth round, right? Seven full rounds, then half a round. If it makes it past the halfway point of the eighth round, and if AJ wins the fight in his backyard, you lose it all. I'll take that risk for a taste of the plus 740. Again, Jermaine Franklin, silver in the Golden Gloves competition in the United States in 2013, gold in 2014, right? Guys like this don't look too hard at the resume, right? The record is against mostly uninspired opponents. You saw the real Jermaine Franklin when he went the distance, something Prevetkin wasn't able to do in the rematch. He goes the distance against Dillian White. Now he's back over in the UK with a shot to completely disrupt the heavyweight division with a match against Anthony Joshua. Finally, let me just say this. You know, 
the people in the UK, I need for folks to understand that when we talk about world champions, we're talking about the whole world, right? I simply can't believe, I don't know what's going on, but I can't believe that Joshua didn't fight Deontay Wilder when both of them had shares of the title. That's not the example to follow Tyson Fury. Now Tyson Fury won't fight Alexander Usyk. Worse yet, they're slapping all of us in the face. I'm supposed to now get excited about the possibility of Fury fighting Joshua if Joshua wins this fight. You got to be kidding me. Hey, we want a world champion, not a king of England. Right? I understand these guys, same country and stuff like that. You know what? That's a fight you look at after you've unified the title. When the guy with the other belts is willing to fight you and is willing to take 30%, make that deal happen. Right? Quite frankly, you should feel embarrassed for offering another craftsman as little as 30% for a unification match. That's ridiculous as it is. But to now say that you want to fight Anthony Joshua instead of Usyk, come on, come on. They might as well call that fight the pond because both of those guys will have ducked, arguably, their best competition. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Yes, I'm taking Franklin. Why? Because by the time the casino says, we're offering you seven to one, I'm like, okay, hey, it's okay. No need to twist my arm. No need to twist my arm. I'm getting a greater than seven to one on a world-class heavyweight. Sign me up. I will hedge it with the under, right? Let me say this too. If the fight goes over, and if Joshua hasn't gotten some knockdowns, oh, he's in trouble, folks. Because I'm just telling you, Jermaine Franklin is going to be on his front foot. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. Thanks for stopping by.